are you just making noise to noise? No, what are you hearing? I'm hearing an obscene amount of ambiance and background noise. What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. Hello and welcome to the Over the Barricade podcast. We're really going to start with that intro. We're going to leave it in because I am joined uh, remotely from a distance, live via satellite, by via satellite. the deadliest catch, Lee Brando. Yeah, I'm in outer space right now. I I just meant because every time like they you do a promo when you're not actually in the building, you're live via satellite. No, and I saw your bet and I raised you that I was in outer space. Uh-huh. If you understand. Nah. Well, anyway, let's see. The week is the week before it's, backlash. It's backlash week. It's backlash week, but not payback week. Paybacklash. Uh, lash backpack. Ryback. Uh, feed me more. Ugh, well, I'm this lost. went this well, this went off the rails. Um, I'm blown up. All right. Well, you know, even Goldberg's got to take some bumps every now and then. Um, so did he? He did at WrestleMania. But that was the only time. I mean, is is getting tased considered a bump? Uh, I think it's a special kind of bump. Because I mean, technically speaking, he took a bump in in WCW. Then <laughs> he also took a bump that one time when he went one on one with a limo window. And he did, yeah, he took a bump uh, with a, a backstage door, a heavy backstage door. He generally takes bumps with uh, lockers before he comes out, or at least he used to. Yeah, knocks himself out. It's the old, uh, it's the old adage about the boxer coming to the ring, punching himself in the face to get warmed up, and knocks himself out before he gets in the ring, or something like that. Something I don't know. like that. Um, what's on the uh, What's on the ledger this week? Well, obviously, we'll take a look at Backlash. Um, take a look at the last couple of weeks of Raw and SmackDown, given that we missed some things last week as we were uh, trying something a little bit different. Uh, we went back in time. We, we did go back in time. Um, and then uh, we'll take a look at a couple of pieces of breaking news. I will also take a quick look at the NXT TakeOver sh- show, which is all of a sudden here. Um, which will be uh, airing on Saturday uh, as part of TakeOver Chicago. Uh, obviously in the same building, the Allstate Arena, as uh, Backlash the following night. And the theme song for TakeOver Chicago is the new hit single from the band Fozzie, fronted by Chris Jericho. The song's name is Judas, and we're going to play it for you right now. No, we're not, because we're not going to get sued. Um, no, we're not. No, we, we, don't, we don't have the rights to that. Uh, there's also another uh, one. It's uh, Overthrown by Hacktivist. But um, I think Fozzie is the headliner on that, uh, on that particular uh, endeavor. Who's the lead singer of Hacktivist? Solomon Crow? Um, I don't think Is that his name. Will people not understand that reference now? Uh, what's his actual name? 
His actual name is Sammy Callahan. Well, I don't know if that's his actual name. Well, that's, that's his that's his indie name. We'll 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 call that his actual name. Yes. Uh, Hacktivists are a British rap metal band from Milton Keynes, Buckinghamshire, England, formed in 2011 uh, by guitarist, vocalist, producer Tim Fee James and rapper Jermaine Hurley. Tim uh, Fee James and Jermaine Hurley. Uh, Tim Fee. T like oh, like T I M F Y Tim Fee. I didn't know if it was one of those weird rap names. Like I'm Ten Feet James. I mean, it's Tim Fee James. I think that's kind of a weird, weird rap name. I think it's just a normal British name. I could be wrong though. I have no idea. Um, I haven't heard this song. I'm a little behind NXT. That will be my next few days of catching up. Um, what uh, what is that card looking like? Is that Hideo and Bobby Roode? I'm so glad you asked. Let's take a look while we're thinking about it. Um, that uh, is as take most takeover shows are. It's not a super deep card. Doesn't really have to be. Roderick Strong taking on Eric Young in a singles match to start off the night. Tyler Bate defends the United Kingdom Championship against Pete Dunne. Uh, the authors of Pain, Akam, and Rizar, along with Paul Ellering, taking on DIY Gargano and Champa in a ladder match. For the NXT Tag Team Championship, a triple threat for the NXT Women's Championship as Asuka defends her title against Ruby Riot and Sanity's Nikki Cross. And your main event, a singles match for the NXT Championship, champion Bobby Roode defends against the returning Hideo Itami. Nice. Not a bad card. Not a bad card. I'm glad the UK Championship is getting a little bit of rub on this card, too. Yeah, and uh, I believe tomorrow night, if you're listening on Thursday, Friday night this week, we're going to get a UK special on the network. The um, UK, uh, or am I mistaken that they're going to uh, they're going to have weekly UK shows, aren't they? I'm not sure if it'd be weekly. Uh, um, perhaps that would be expensive. What if? But uh, so we they know... have proven that the live wrestling content is uh, the number one seller on the network. Well, we know we're getting a women's tournament, and the UK tournament was successful in the minds of those who you know sat and watched it, and uh, it was pretty enjoyable and seemed like it was tailor made for the network. Uh, we know that there's also murmurs that they're going to do something similar in other countries. Uh, India immediately comes to mind as uh, as an option for a, um, a singles championship uh, that's based in that region. Why India? India is the third biggest market to the WWE behind only the U.S. and the United Kingdom. Hmm. It is the I third... hadn't thought about India. I hadn't thought about the Indian market in wrestling. It is the third highest subscribed <laughs> network, uh, WWE network market behind the U.S. and, and the U.K. Yeah, it's, it's a wonder why they don't do anything on the main roster to reflect that. If only they would push somebody who, had, who was of Indian descent into a uh, championship match at a pay-per-view. Yeah, but if they did that, I would want them to do it right. I would want them to build them up and make them a legit competitor and not just 
do it so overtly. You wouldn't want to have him have said competitor, hypothetically speaking, uh, be be a jobber for like four years and then out of nowhere win a number one contender's uh, match against some of the biggest stars on the show. And I then don't know. I think people do a quick see... do like a three week build, maybe somewhere in that neighborhood. I don't know. I think that would be very transparent. Ah, man, if only if only we could see it in real life, and we could yeah. we could really understand what that might look like. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. But anyways, Jinder Mahal's in the main event on on Backlash uh, on Sunday. Oh. Uh, but he's but, from Calgary, so he is from he is from Canada. He he is. <laughs> what's the but, correct uh, the correct term for that? Indian Canadian, something. something Indo Canadian. Like I I have no Canindo? idea. I don't know. He calls himself the Maharaja, and his his finisher is literally Punjab for finisher. <laughs> That's great. Which actually is really is a really. A cool idea. I, I am fully behind this. What does uh, Maharaja translate to? Maharaja. I have no idea. I've never looked it up. Um, well, back to the women's thing. Do you think that's going to be more in the style of the Cruiserweight Classic or more in the style of the UK tournament? I would say it'll probably be more in the style of the... Uh, oh, wait, I believe this has already come out. I believe it will be a weekly show over the course of 10 to 12 weeks, so it will be in the Cruiserweight uh, cruiserweight Classic. Um, so are they going to create a third women's championship? Well, nope. Who's saying that they need to um, they need to fight for a championship? There was no championship until the very end of the Cruiserweight Classic. I don't know. I mean... I think it would be I think better to I think it would your divisions on Raw and SmackDown rather than have all this talent just doing a weekly show on the network. I don't disagree, but you figure it's going to be like the Cruiserweight Classic. So maybe because there's already two championships, they're fighting for a championship opportunity. Could be. And they don't say necessarily which champion it is until after it's already been won or whatever the case might be do we have a date for this yet is this going to be late summer i think it's coming soon um oh i know what it is um i i it is this summer i just don't know exactly when well if it is it's not the most uh, exciting, or it's not the thing I'm most excited about, I should say, in regards to women's wrestling happening this summer. That would have to be the new Netflix original show, Glow. Uh, which we were talking about before we got started. The trailer for Glow, which, if um, if you don't know, uh, Glow stands for the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which was a wrestling promotion in the mid-80s through the early 90s based out of Las Vegas. Um, and they, uh, it was, um, it was a different kind of promotion. It was very 80s. 
That's true. And and speaking of which, there is an all-female wrestling promotion cropping up in this region. It's not called Glow, though. It's called Fire. Have you seen this? I I have not. I'm I'm searching for it as you, as we speak. Please go on. It is promoted by uh, James Morris Promotions, who also promote Adrenaline Championship Wrestling in the in the region. Mm-hmm. And Fire stands for Female In Ring Entertainment. Hmm. So it's similar to Glow. In that sense, and uh, it sh- it might you know might take off, might get popular with this attention towards uh, women's wrestling that we've s- seen and witnessed in the last couple of years, and now we have Netflix getting in, and anytime Netflix does something, it's it's big because I believe their uh, subscriber count is a little more than the WWE Network subscriber count, maybe about. Four or five times more. I'm having a hard time finding this. I don't think any events have been announced. Maybe one's been announced. Uh, I would search for it on Facebook. I think that would be the easiest way to get there. It keeps coming up with MCW. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I don't think James Morris Promotions would be happy with that. I, yeah, I, I'm having a really hard time finding, finding this. I don't know if they have announced a whole lot for it yet or what the case might be, but I can tell you that I'm Googling everything possible, um, and I am not finding it. So if anybody from ACW is listening or, or, uh, yeah, if anybody from ACW is listening, please, um, Please get on that because it's hard to find it, and I do am very much looking for it at the moment, and I'm just not finding it anywhere. Yeah, uh, that's not to say it doesn't exist, um, but that is to say that if it's tough to find, then I it's not a whole lot we can do. Yeah, it might be on uh, AdrenalineWrestling.com. They might have some blurb about it. This is going to be the podcast where you just hear me doing a lot of clicking because I am... That's okay. That's all Lance Armstrong does on his podcast, so... Lance Armstrong or Lance Storm? Lance Armstrong. He has a podcast. I didn't know Uh, that he had a podcast. mm Mm-hmm. Podstrong. I didn't know that anybody listened to anything from him anymore. (laughs) I'm not judging. I'm just saying. I uh, I don't see anything wrong with what he did. I think a lot of cyclists cheat, if you want to call it cheating. I think a lot of cyclists take whatever advantage they can get, I should say. And I think he's just, he got too big, and there it was more profitable for them to bring him down than it was to keep him up. And, you know, that's a whole other story, though. Gotcha. All right, well, let's, um instead of clicking around and moving, and... Um, discussing all these different things. Um, we started talking about Glow, and then we got on to Maryland. Um, what did you think of the trailer for Glow? I thought it was very funny. I hope that they don't do what every Hollywood or, 
you know, every, every depiction of wrestling that I've ever seen besides The Wrestler, uh, the Darren Aronofsky movie, mm-hmm. has portrayed wrestling as this very, like, see, I don't want to use certain words because it is these things. Like, it's very over the top and it's very cartoonish, but, like, when you watch like Nacho Libre or or the trailer for Glow, it seems like they're gonna the actual wrestling, the actual physicality part, they're just kind of kind of gloss over and make it seem like it's not really anything. And that's the part I hope that they get more accurate. You know, the stuff does hurt and it is very risky. And you know, every time I've ever seen it on, uh, like I think it was even on an episode of Fuller House for some reason. It was just very um, non-dangerous, I guess is the word. Mm-hmm. So, Or it's portrayed that way. So hopefully they get that part right. And it looks like most of the show is not going to actually be about that, um, which will probably make it very entertaining for people that aren't into wrestling. Um, but I hope, they just, I hope they just get it right. I hope they just get it accurate and paint wrestling in a good way because wrestling is like the redheaded stepchild of the entertainment business. Um, so hopefully it can get more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it, it looks at least entertaining. Uh, I think they're, they're pushing it. Uh, the, sometimes you get Netflix shows that just show up and it looks like they're actually they put some time and effort into this one, and that uh, makes me pretty happy. Netflix has had a relatively good run of quality, so if nothing else, hopefully it's entertaining. I view it this way: if I can watch something re- wrestling related and my girlfriend enjoys it uh, without just like enjoying it because I'm enjoying it, then I think we found a winner. That is what I'm hoping for out of this. Yeah, I mean. There's, I don't know. I don't know if I completely agree with that statement, but I, I get where you're coming from. I don't need this to be. I don't need this to scratch my smart itch. Uh, I need this to to be tr- uh, true to the story and entertaining. So, uh, well, here's the thing. Marin's in it, and Mark Marin seems to be a pretty big mark. No pun intended. Whoa, whoa. So, I think that. If he's involved, there's some hope, you know? Yeah. I think he's pretty good friends with Colt Cabana, if I'm not mistaken. These are the types of things that we need connections so we can verify the statements we're making. (laughs) No, we don't need any verification. Let's just go with it. Let's just speak truths as we see them. So we're the Wikipedia of of wrestling podcasts? Yeah, maybe a little less accurate than Wikipedia, but yeah. Oh, okay. Good deal. Speaking of accuracy, I wanted to to, to clear up a statement I made within the last 20 minutes that um, Jinder Mahal's finisher was Punjab for finisher. And I couldn't remember what it was called, so I just looked it up. It's called the Coloss. The Coloss uh, actually means finished, but not in Punjab. Uh, not in Punjabi, I should say. Uh, Kalas means finished in Arabic, so I believe I was given my information incorrect, as per usual, by the WWE commentators. 
I believe Mr. Tom Phillips made the statement that it means finished in uh, Punjabi, which is not accurate. So why would they give him a name, a move name in Arabic? I I would assume that Arabic is a uh, would be a language that he can speak. It would be funny if we found out he was actually speaking Arabic, not not Punjabi. That would be good. Is it bad that I is? Oh my gosh! I typed in is gender, and here's what came up: Is Jinder Mahal married? Is Jinder yep. Mahal related to the great Kali? Yes. Is Jinder Mahal dead? No. Where is Jinder hey. Mahal? Who is Jinder Mahal dating? Um, I don't have a witty answer. I don't have answers to any of these things. So all I do know is that uh, if you remember, Jinder Mahal was originally introduced. At, was it a cousin of the Great Kali? Is that how he was introduced? I don't know. Ah, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Made his WWE television debut or WWE debut April 29th, 2011 on an episode of SmackDown under the ring name Jinder Mahal, greeting fellow Indian wrestler Great Kali and his manager Ranjan Singh backstage. During the segment, Mahal spoke in Punjabi that he was really happy and excited to see Kali and Ranjan. So basically it was he was brought in to speak Punjabi initially and then established himself as a heel when he got upset at how Kali and Singh were essentially being a comedy act. Mm. And then progressed into 3MB. Overtime, yes. Was he ever in any title picture? Was he ever in like a tag title or intercontinental title or anything like that? The only thing I remember from his past is the storyline with him and uh, Heath about getting a contract to Raw or SmackDown. Uh, yes, that was a contract to Raw because he he was he brought him uh, he being Heath Slater brought uh, Jinder Mahal back after some time away, a couple of years, and um, let's see. I don't. Uh, let's see here. Competed in a number one contenders tag team turmoil match for the tag team championship. They were the last team eliminated by tons of funk. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, let's see. I, I don't. He was in the NXT title picture uh, at one point, but no. He, he has not held a title since he's been in WWE. Uh, this would be his first. Not a bad first, I suppose. Okay, so... Do you think he's going to actually do it? you think they're going to pull the trigger? I don't think so. I, I, can, I can see Randy Orton walking out as champion and nobody being surprised. I don't know, they might be crazy enough to do it. I actually am for it all of a sudden in the last two weeks. I think they've done a nice job building him up, seeming like a legitimate threat, and I could see him walking out with the championship. I could see it. That being said, I still don't, I don't think know it what happens. I don't know what the implications would be. 
uh, the ramifications would be a uh, return match to whatever the pay-per-view is after uh, Extreme Rules. No, not storyline ramifications, but viewership, you know, the crowd reaction, especially in Chicago. I, I, I think Chicago would be for him, but it's it's interesting. You had mentioned that before. Yeah. Speaking of Chicago... Oh, 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 oh. So I just want to point that out. The next SmackDown pay-per-view is Money in the Bank. Huh. So... This makes sense. Raw gets Extreme Rules. Money in the Bank gets... Or SmackDown gets Money in the Bank. Does that mean if somebody wins Money in the Bank, can they only compete for the SmackDown title, or can they jump shows? I would like for them to be able to jump shows, but I don't think they're going to do it. Well, if you remember, um, they had... I believe it was when CM Punk won his uh, first time. He won the the Money in the Bank, I believe, at 24. Um, Was it 24? Yeah, it was 24. So he wins at WrestleMania 24 and cashes in. He was on SmackDown at the time. He then cashed in on Edge months later um, to win his first world championship. So I think that... Was Edge not on SmackDown at the time? There were titles on SmackDown and Raw at the time. So he did jump shows. But that has not been explained since this new brand split. So I can ass- I would assume that they would keep that in their back pocket if they wanted to do that. And it would be a way to kind of shake things up uh, on either show. Although we know like Brock... <laughs> not this branded. Um, we know that Brock Lesnar will be champion until at least the worst named pay-per-view I think I've ever heard. Great Balls of Fire. It's gotta be the worst pay-per-view. We will have to check some pay-per-view names as we get closer to that and see if that's what it is because like, you couldn't have made it the Great American Bash. It's the week of July 4th. You couldn't have pulled that off. Or even when they rebranded it as just The Bash. I didn't like that. I liked Great American Bash. It was way cooler. <laughs> Bash at the Beach. Why don't we call it Bash at the Beach? WCW doesn't need it. They own it. Um, I mean, WCW had some dumb pay-per-view names. Halloween Havoc. I liked Halloween Havoc as a name. I thought it was kind of cool, personally. Slamboree. Yeah, that was dumb. But World think, War Three. If you think about it, WrestleMania is kind of a stupid name, except for the fact that it's so ingrained in wrestling culture now. No, nah, I don't think it comes from Beatlemania. So I think it has good standing. I don't think it's a dumb. It does not it's match. Inherently with, dumb. It does not match any of the other pay-per-view names. It is weird in comparison. I suppose so. I think I I wouldn't say that's the worst one WWE has. I mean, obviously now it's Great Balls of Fire. Well, no, I would uh, never say WrestleMania is the worst name. They've come up with some bad ones, but not. I mean, Royal Rumble is pretty hokey when you think about it. Kinda, you know. Survivor Series isn't. No, because that sounds like a sport event. 
It does. It's too bad it's the weakest of the big four. That's true. Although, uh, I liked when they tried to switch it up. I can't remember if it was 99 or 2000. It was one of those years they didn't have any Survivor Series matches, and it was just a tournament. It was just a single elimination tournament. I, um, I don't I know. I think would be better. I don't know, actually. That would be interesting. Um, I feel like you could have a single elimination tournament uh, if you had, like, some qualifying rounds beforehand. So you really had, like, no... So basically, no wrestlers wrestling more than three matches in a given night. Um, right, maybe the... Maybe the quarterfinal, semifinal, and final in the one night. Right. That's that's kind of where I'm thinking. You couldn't do any more than three because it would be tiresome and it would be tough. But yeah. that way, you could still have a Survivor Series match or two. A traditional Survivor Series, five on five. Yeah, to break up in between rounds. Yeah, because uh, they've tried full pay-per-view tournaments and it can be a bit problematic. Yeah, but I think if they did it right and you just you didn't have everyone go long and you you know you switched it up, you could do it. And I I don't know if that would enhance Survivor Series or not, but the Survivor Series matchup, I don't know if it holds the same entertainment value as it did in you know '88. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Although, yeah, maybe not. But. Yeah, it could it could certainly be worse. I think it's it's unique to that particular. Uh, if you tell a good story, it's worth it. But WWE seems to throw these together more often than not. Yeah, if you build up to it naturally, and that's one of the things I hate about the gimmick pay per views like Extreme Rules or uh, Hell in the Cell or any of those is that. It's one thing to have a special match, like a Royal Rumble or a Money in the Bank match that leads somewhere else and everyone's trying to get into. It's another thing to take your individual feuds and shoehorn them into a stipulation that fits whatever pay-per-view is coming up. That, for me, that just totally kills all storyline that you've done. And I don't know, it's just so... I know why they do it, because it's it's something they can sell and they're going to say... You know, this pay-per-view is branded this way, so you know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the matches are. You're going to buy a ticket to see, you know, this type of match. But for me, it just really kills all the, uh, the storyline going into it. Like, for instance, the Bailey-Alexa Bliss storyline, which hasn't been that great, granted. But, you know, what can we do? Oh, well, it's Extreme Rules, so maybe she'll attack her with a kendo stick. Well, has she ever done that before? Has she ever shown that a kendo stick is her weapon of choice? Has she ever even wielded a weapon before? Well, no, but we need a, we need some sort of gimmick match for this pay-per-view, so why not this? Does that mean if she had pulled, like, a bedpan or something out from under the ring, it would have been a bedpan on a pole match? Yeah, I, I guess so. If she had if pulled out she... Judy Bagwell, would it have been Judy Bagwell on a forklift? I think so. I, I would I would actually like that more. Am I the only one who just thinks that any match type, because of Vince Russo, any match type that ends with on a pole should just not happen? Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, 
I feel like only very specific feuds should utilize that, and it should be really rare, one every couple of years, you know, if not longer. We have not had one in WWE in quite a while. I know, it's just always so... Does it... Of all things, like we're we're in a an era where the business is is more real than it ever has been, as far as you know, everyone kind of knows how it works. So WWE, in addition to their entertainment, also has to compete with that fact and has to be able to set up some form of you know making it easier for us to to suspend our disbelief. Anything, any type of match type that ends with on a pole, I think is a lot harder to get that across. Yeah, it's a throwback. And it, and then on top of that, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. It's like a four corners match. It's always the same finish. It's always the same, you know, false finishes. It's always the same spots. And it's just kind of like, do we really need this? You know, now... I did like what they did with the uh, the shark cage match, which is, you know, in its own way, pretty dumb. But <laughs> I think if you have the right people pull it off, it works. I think it it made more sense for TakeOver when they used it Survivor Series weekend than it did yeah. when they used with it Jericho. with Jericho at Royal Rumble. Um, I agree. I enjoyed, the, but, I enjoyed it having Ellering in it. But, but Jericho did more in it. He used it more. Well, the logic made more sense, and Jericho built it up more. Uh, it made more yeah. sense in the Kevin Owens match. However, with Jericho, Jericho didn't really do anything. Sold the shirt, just beats the holy hell Roman Reigns. Yeah, I could see. Um, I could see him coming out after Lesnar's beaten whoever he's going to face. Probably been at Great Balls of Fire, and Lesnar B's in the ring celebrating, and then music hits, and he comes out, and they brawl, and then that leads to SummerSlam with them. That's possible. I could see something like that. Uh, yeah, that that's possible. Um, do you think that... Now, that being said, for Extreme Rules, you, you're saying it could be... It's a Finn victory in that Fatal Five way, which was also announced on Raw this week? Yeah, I think it'll be Finn because I don't see what they're going to do with um, Roman until... Like, I don't think they're going to put Roman with Lesnar until WrestleMania next year. Um, and I think they'll try to hold off on that as much as they can. Um, which might mean we have another Roman Royal Rumble win. Mm-hmm. So, Samoa Joe and... Seth Rollins will probably stay feuding. And then who else is in there? Bray. Mm-hmm. Might get a Bray and Roman feud. I could see Bray versus Roman at SummerSlam. I believe that is the current house show, uh, what the current match is on the house show circuit. Yeah. I could see him that way, yeah. Bray Wyatt essentially stepping in for Braun Strowman. Possibly. But you could also see yeah. a situation where they might shake things up a little bit. Um, I could certainly see where uh, a, a situation where Bray wins that wins that fatal five way as much as it probably won't happen. I could also see too. I feel like they're holding off on Roman and Lesnar, but 
when they get pushed into a corner, WWE doesn't seem to mind kind of jumping the gun on something like that. I don't know. From what I've heard, it's the one thing that uh, Vince has stuck to and is not budging on. So for now, he's stubborn about it. It doesn't mean he's not going to change his mind. He hasn't changed it yet, and that's a feat in and of itself. So I think he's pretty dead set on that that picture of uh, Roman going over to Lesnar, who hasn't probably won't be beaten or even close to beaten until then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I could see that. I mean, the only other possibility is Roman and Seth uh, teaming back up for a little while, you know, possibly jumping into the tag title picture. I doubt that, but um, it's, I think, something that they teased. I mean, you have all the shield on uh, Raw again, so you could do something with that if you want to do a quick reunion just to take Roman out of the heavyweight title picture for a few months, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, we'll kind of see how it shakes out, but before we get too deep into Extreme Rules, because we got a couple weeks to do that, um, we, uh, we know most of that card at this point, but let's take a look at Backlash and what we've seen from SmackDown. Uh, we have only seen Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown a handful of times, but uh, as we noted, he is the face of the pay-per-view. His his mug is on the posters. Uh, and... Well, I think he's got a huge reaction in Chicago. Oh, yeah. That that building's going to explode. Um, yeah. Does it seem to you like, like Dolph Ziggler's not putting in his best work during this build? It's weird. I don't weird. know if I wouldn't call it not his best. I think he's trying. I just think it's weird because people would rather just see the match than have any of this build that they're doing for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, um, it almost feels like they were going to introduce Nakamura and have him take on The Miz and just build it up for a couple of weeks and then just have it happen. But then the shakeup happened and I don't think Miz was well Miz I don't it kind of feels like the writers were not planning on Miz going to Raw yeah it's like with similar lines that they would have given to Miz they're giving to Ziggler and he's not really equipped to uh, deliver them as well as the Miz could well it's not his style like it's not his style it, people would just rather see a really good wrestling match between the two you know yeah, I almost wish this had gotten. Now, obviously, Ziggler's a heel, but I almost wish this had kind of gotten the kind of that Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura build for his first match in NXT. Ziggler, yeah. we know can work, and um, we know can put on a really good match. We know Nakamura can do that. All everything on paper has this as a pretty good match for uh, in the mid. Probably will be the middle of this card. Um, I almost feel like maybe that they could have sold this on video packages alone. Just have Ziggler, you know, just you don't necessarily make him have to make him a face, but have Ziggler more on the lines of like getting doing training, getting ready, you know, kind of like I don't like Shinsuke Nakamura, but I'm going to be ready for him at Backlash, you know, something like that. I think it would have been a little bit more effective. It Yeah, the the trying like it's so obvious like the the trying to insult Shinsuke and calling him a nothing and all that 
it's like well, people just see right through that because of everything that Shinsuke has done in NXT. Are there really people who don't know anything about Shinsuke that are watching? I guess so, but it's like it's so easy to find out about the guy, especially nowadays. Like everything Ziggler's saying, it just it just doesn't really work. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense, but. You know, we'll get to see him work, and we'll get to see probably a match of the night, but especially on reactions. I think no other match on the card is going to get a bigger reaction than that one. So Yeah, I would be unfortunate to follow this one. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're going to put it on last, but... Uh, you they're know, not. If... They won't. They're they're putting yeah. Orton and Mahal on last. It's There's no way they put the championship on in the middle of the card. As much as I would love to see Nakamura get that Last match, I just don't see it. Not not for not for the spot he's gonna be in. Well, they built it up. They put a lot of pressure on him. I mean, I the mean, whole pay per view is pretty much just him. You know, I, the if build. there's anybody that's built for it, it's gonna be him. He's just it's one of those guys who just exudes charisma. Uh, what what have you uh, what have you th- what are your thoughts on the third? As we are now three weeks into. What might be the best comedy sketch we've seen in quite a while? The Fashion Files. I think it's pretty good. I think it's starting to get to that point where it, it might start to get a little stale here soon. Um, but I think it'll be especially good if they go over on Sunday. Yeah, there's nobody saying they have to keep doing this every week if right. they win or if they lose. Uh, if I'm booking this and I'm booking them to go, if I was booking them to go over, I might have one more n- next week just to kind of do it because that's what they've been doing. But you don't have to do it every week. You know, get them into a deep feud and then you can break that kind of thing out. But I think this has been a really good way of getting them over, and I think they are they are pretty well over. Uh, with a in a tag team division that is, I would say, somewhat lacking compared to Raw's at this point. Yeah, Raw's tag division is weird, especially because like we know they're gonna pull the trigger. Oh, excuse me. We know they're gonna pull the trigger um, with the broken gimmick, but do we? Because because I don't I don't know that. Oh, they've got to. If Vince wants something, it doesn't matter how hard it is for Vince to get it, he's going to get it, you know? Um, I don't know, though. I feel like I feel like you're slowly losing people on the idea. Yeah, the longer you wait, the less amped people are going to get to do it. They, I would say pulling it, I don't know, Extreme Rules or the night after would be about as long as you want to wait on it. Yeah, I would say it would have to be... If you're gonna or do maybe it, maybe they want people to... to lose all hope and then do it and see if they get a surprise reaction. But I think that would be. I could see this unwise. being. I could see this being a slow burn where it's the Hardys have the titles for a while. Jeff causes them to lose it for some reason. Maybe he tries to you know go a bit too far, um, yeah. go for the one extra spot he doesn't need to do, and it kind of it becomes the catalyst for the broken gimmick to return. Yeah, I mean, they could just do the same story <laughs> as an impact, but somewhat. Um you know, they've been very protective of the Hardys. I don't think they've lost any matches or single matches or tag matches since they've came 
back. They have. Which is good. Um, and you know what? I think they still were. I think they still work as a nostalgia act just to be in the Hardy Boys. I think they, I think that, I think they you know, do, but for fun. how much longer? I think they could get away with it for a while, you know, because... Like, a while, like, are we talking SummerSlam, or are we talking, like, end of the year? I gotta need, I need more information. Well, if they keep protected, if they stay protected and they don't lose, they could, probably could run it till WrestleMania, I would think. And then, but I, I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't do it right away, but I wouldn't wait too long to pull the trigger on this thing. I would say if you're gonna um, pull the, if you are going to pull the trigger, do it in Brooklyn. Do it for SummerSlam weekend because you're not going to get a crowd that's more over for it. The thing, the the problem here is, once you do it, Matt's got to go singles for a while, and Matt's got to go for the title, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have Matt take Roman's spot at WrestleMania with Lesnar. So, and you're not going to have him beat Lesnar before that. So, where does he go when they do the split? Or they do the broken gimmick? You know, that's that's my theory. It would have been perfect for him to go to SmackDown and do it. But that's not the case. You know, the the top of the card at Raw is filled up right now. There's no more room. And that's where he would have to go. So, I, I don't... It's tough. You know, I don't, I don't know. Well... We will see what they do with that uh, a little bit further down the road. Let's run through Backlash. Let's go through this card. Uh, one of the latest additions to this card, which will probably be the first match of the night, Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan. We just saw this match last week on SmackDown. We assumed this would be a little bit more of a feud, but does it feel like a waste that you're kind of throwing away two of the two of the more interesting big men you have yeah it's pretty wasteful and it's starting to feel like the um sammy Zayn, kevin owens syndrome almost except for like we... nobody wants these two to fight forever that's true i mean it's not a bad match it's just no it's not terrible but it's not to the same level as Zayn and owens but i see what you mean where it's just like they can't seem to get away from each other and you hope that this doesn't last forever, that I assume Harper goes over and starts pushing towards, I don't know, maybe the U.S. title? Perhaps. It's it's very strange because they, uh, the, the choices they're making, I should say, as far as who's in the mid-card and who's in the main event have been pretty random on SmackDown as of lately. I wouldn't think that AJ would be in the mid card. I wouldn't think that Ginger would be in the main. So I don't I don't know actually you know, if if AJ Styles has the US title and Ginger Mahal has the WWE title, which one is more prestigious? Because to me it's the US title. Probably. Although that would be a heck of a way to build up the US title. So Although although wait a minute, now say the same thing. What if Owens is champion and Jinder is champion? Would the U.S. title still not have more meaning? Yeah, it would, because Owens was universal champion for most of the last year, you know? So, I don't know. It's, uh, It's weird, because 
the mid card is where you would think the U.S. title would be, but it's kind of the main. <laughs> it's it's all jumbled up on SmackDown side, you know, I mean, and then on Raw side, they don't even have their main championship. It hasn't been seen in two months. He's off in Canada yeah. at the moment, probably shooting yeah. at something. Yeah, so I I don't know. It, it's everything's kind of crazy. I don't remember any time in wrestling in the WWE, especially where this has happened, where the the main championships either have such a diminished role in the show or are just not there at all. Uh, well, part of the reason it has a diminished run on SmackDown is because I don't think Randy Orton's a very interesting champion. No, I mean, he's, and really... He's not a... He's, he's certainly not a bad wrestler, but it almost feels like Orton is a guy who seems like he's kind of at his spot. And the difference between himself and Cena is at least Cena was drawing big reactions. Like, I don't, I just don't feel it. It just feels like the energy kind of drains out of the building when, when uh, Orton comes out. And it's, it's unfortunate because he's talented, but he's kind of been the same gimmick for so long. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I think even Triple H has said it or someone, uh, maybe Ric Flair. I think um, Orton, if he wanted to, could have much louder reactions than anyone, Cena included. Um, but I think he's just content to be where he's at, and it's not a bad spot, obviously. Well, and and picking he's fight with huge money and picking fights with independent wrestling. Yeah, I mean, and I I see his point on all of that. For for those of you that don't know, he retweeted. Uh, something I think Rip Rogers tweeted yes. out originally. Rip Rogers, uh, former OVW trainer, or maybe current. I might be mistaken on that. I, uh, I, yeah, I involved at some point, but he's been around forever. Yeah. Um, and he put something out about kind of how every indie match, every you know high spot indie match goes nowadays, and you know it was pretty accurate. Um, but the 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 problem was he he said it in a uh, derogatory way, and. Then Orton, while they were over on their European tour, retweeted that back out. And, of course, Orton got more attention for saying it than Rip Rogers. Right. And then, you know, independent wrestling marks and, and independent wrestlers and, you know, just everyone kind of – there was this huge uh, backlash, no pun intended, huh. to what Orton was saying. And then he, you know, furthered it with maybe I should issue an apology and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, well, he I, said, I he, said I'd like, he said I'd like to issue an apology and then proceeded to dump on it more by basically saying, like, yeah, you do your flips and stuff and make fun of my headlocks, but we just made $50 million and you are you're might be in front of 500 people or 150 and people. Right. And he's right. And that's a very valid argument. You know, there's there's a lot of people that say art is not about money and wrestling is certainly an art form. Um, but you do have to respect when art makes a ton of money. So thanks again you know, for cursing, because now I have to bleep it out. No, it's a uh, it's a compound word. It's a compound word. Okay, just don't repeat it. Okay. Thanks. Um, <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> I mean there is both sides of the argument are valid. Um, I think I I don't know if I can take one side or the other. I will say. The style of wrestling on the independents uh, shortens careers a lot faster. 
and you're noticing that, you know, um, Will Ospreay has had numerous serious injuries, surgeries, um, and I'm sure he won't be wrestling past 40, and if he is, the you know, five years or ten years of that he that he goes into that with are going to be a different style. He's going to have to change it up. So, you know, there's something to be said for both sides. And, yeah, Orton has a lot of money. Uh, he makes the WWE a lot of money. He's the top guy on SmackDown right now, which arguably is the better written show. But that's not saying much right now. The writing's not so good on both sides. Um, you know, so I see both sides. Um, I see what Orton's doing, but I think that Orton could turn it up. I think he could, you know, blast it and he could get a loud reaction. He could be much more emotive because that's the thing. He's very calm, cool, and collected while he's in the ring. Which when so, he was at his when he was at his apex, no pun intended, uh, when he was at his hottest, when he was at his best he was kind of an off the handle like could could go off the handle and could you know snap at any moment and that's not the character we have anymore it seems like a guy who's just who seems like he understands that he just can he can get beat up and beat up and beat up one move and he's done it's it's like the it's like the 95% anti goldberg <laughs> It almost, yeah. if you look at Randy Orton too, he kind of has. I, I get your point about him being content. It's almost like he settled into his 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 six or seven moves that are signature to him that he does in his matches. Gets beat up, kicks out of a finisher, hits an RKO. Let's all go home. Yeah, and it, it's and it's I think unfortunate. The funnier part is that when he started, you know, when back when he was in OVW and when he was a legend killer. I think that he was kind of anti that. Like he was, he was, like spitting in the face, literally and figuratively, of the old timer way. And it's kind of ironic to see that he's slipped into that in his later career. Yeah, I I just feel like you could do so many more interesting things with him. I, that's why I was so excited about the Bray Wyatt feud and him joining the Wyatt family because it felt like it felt like something fresh with Randy Orton, which is hard to get. And then they do what they'd been planning to do all along, and they killed it, and it was just kind of like, eh. Nobody really cared. Uh, yeah, let's get through the rest. Yeah. Died a horrible death. Died a horrible death. Um, let's get through the rest of this card, because we're running out of time. Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English on the kickoff match, um, or on the kickoff show. Man, Ty Dillinger got a big pop when he came out, and he gets the 10 chance every week. And he's relegated to the kickoff show on his first pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, he's always had to build his way up from nothing. So, you know, <laughs> we have two NXT call-ups on this pay-per-view. One's probably in the main or one semi-main, and the other's on the kickoff show. But uh, nothing against Dillinger. Yeah. I think he can persevere. I think he can get through it. And... Uh, I don't know if they'll ever put him in the world championship picture, but, you know, I could see him being U.S. champion or something along those lines down the way. It I just depends on how full cool, – because you got to think in uh, – I would say in a year – now, nah, in two years, in two to three years, 
imagine what the roster is going to look like because you're going to retain probably about 75% of the guys you have now. And then on top of that, you're going to have the Adam Coles, the Michael Elgins, the, um, you know, all these guys that are on the indies right now. You know, unless this New Japan deal blows up, I don't know if you know, but they just announced uh, that they're going to make an IWGP United States Championship, mm-hmm. which will probably be the major New Japan title in the United States. Probably, yes. So if that blows up, and if they pull the trigger with Kenny Omega and he goes over Okada at Dominion, they might have a very strong foothold in the United States and in the English-speaking world. So, I don't think they'll have enough to compete or push WWE all that much, though. I don't think anybody is in no, a position to do I that. I think anytime. that they'll have enough to maybe usurp some of the talent or maybe sign some of the talent that WWE wants to sign before WWE can. Or sign I'm... some of the talent that WWE lets walk. Right. So Jack Swagger might have left which... might have left about a year too early. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, I don't know if you heard, but I read today that a, an independent promotion in the UK that is looking to they have very uh, high ambitions. They're, they have, they want to become one of the major wrestling companies in the world. They have offered CM Punk one million dollars, US dollars to do a tour with their company. Uh, he hasn't responded yet that I know of, but it's very interesting. I think anywhere CM Punk goes in the wrestling world, it's going to be big news. So, it's going to have eyes on it. I'm looking up the promotion now so we can accredit promote or we can credit uh, appropriately. Um, let's see here. I I'm pull this up. Name. I'm I'm looking into it right now. Uh, let's see here. Ah, I've heard of this. Uh, WWE, former WWE champion has been offered the biggest contract ever seen in the UK by British organization Five Star Wrestling to make a comeback. I've heard of Five Star Wrestling before. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, you don't hear about them quite like you do the Progresses or ICWs, uh, but they are out there certainly for sure. Um, that's well, an interesting again, thing. I, I doubt I it. Know. I, I highly that's, doubt it. I, I highly doubt he'll take it, and I highly doubt that's the only offer that he's gotten. And likely he's gotten bigger offers. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know. But it is interesting to see how many irons are in the fire in the wrestling world right now mm-hmm. with that kind of money. It, it is interesting. Um, I, I just, I can't see him taking it. Um, but no, I don't think so. I think the only reason why he would is because he's actually not signing to a company. It's just for a string of dates over the summer, I believe, where they're going to have a 128 man tournament or something like that. Mm-hmm. So however long that tournament takes, you know, a few weeks or whatever, I think. And then, I mean, Hey, it's a quick way to make a cool million bucks, you know? Um, but yeah. I doubt he'll take it. I think I don't know. I don't know the man, uh, but from everything that I've heard and he said, I don't know if he'll ever come back to wrestling. Mm-hmm. But if he does, it'll be probably big and probably with a promotion that he believes in, Ring of Honor, 
probably would be the one. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go through this card, um, the rest of it, really quickly. Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin. Uh, uh, Baron Corbin wins. Yeah, he, he needs a little steam. I think um, he's lost a, a little steam in the last two weeks. So you know, put him over strong. You know, give him get get his momentum back to where it was because um, apparently they have big plans for for Baron Corbin. So six woman tag. Uh, tag team match as champion Naomi teams with Becky Lynch and Charlotte to take on Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina with James Ellsworth at ringside, one would assume. Uh, Charlotte, is she turning face or is she going to be the catalyst that turns this match against Lynch and Naomi? I'm kind of feeling a heel turn because I think that they need that Charlotte-Naomi program but it doesn't mean that they have to turn her heel now. Because I think that'll be SummerSlam. And uh, they could they could wait. But I think it'll be Charlotte, Naomi at SummerSlam. So at some point, yes, Charlotte will turn heel. And they'll probably tease it up until then. Gotcha. All right. So uh, taking a look, we have... Um, let's see here. And then Shinsuke Nakamura versus Dolph Ziggler, which I think will be in the middle of the card. Is there any chance, any chance that Dolph Ziggler wins this match? No. Okay. Didn't think so. Uh, should be, should be a good match, but we all know who's going to win. Um, let's see here. Uh, U.S. Championship Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles. Um, this, this is a tough one. This is a tough one, and this is also probably going to be a really good good match. I would assume so. Um, have we seen it? I don't think so. Not in WWE. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Um, hang on. I think we have, have seen, we seen this it? match. Have we seen it outside of WWE even? Uh, I don't think so. I think we would have. Okay, so Kevin Owens took on AJ Styles March 21st of last year. Um but I think that's it. I think that's the only match we've had between the two, if I'm not mistaken. So, but it should be a good I, match. The, so, the, yeah, it'll be a good match. I don't know. I would you know, logic tells me Kevin goes over, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't think keeping. Uh, AJ Styles in the mid card but again is it really the mid card I, I just don't think keeping him in the US title picture I should say is what's best for Smackdown mm-hmm. okay so um, the Usos defend their tag team championships against Breezango. Uh does Breezango pull off the win I think they kind of have to I think the Smackdown tag division's dead and I think it needs a shot of adrenaline or a shot of something so I think Brizango might be that, you know. Um, they've certainly put a lot of effort into building Brizango like they've never done before. So, you know, um, there's that. Um, and that's not to say that the Usos can't get the titles back in a couple months, but I think Brizango goes over. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's see what else we have here. And the main event of the night, Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal. Um actual prediction since we've talked pretty uh, we've talked a lot about this match already um does uh does gender do the unthinkable and walk out as champion 
Yes. Really? I think so. Well, all right. Well, uh, trying to see, like what I'm thinking of is we've only got we've only got money in the bank for SmackDown between now and SummerSlam, right? Um, I believe that's correct. So you got to think. We got to book backwards. You got to think what's going to happen at SummerSlam. How do we get to that from where we are right now? Uh, no, uh, Money in the Bank and then Battleground. Oh, Battleground. So Battleground, so uh, we've got Backlash this Sunday, Extreme Rules June 4th, Money in the Bank, Great Balls of Fire, um, Battleground, and then SummerSlam. Well, I, I guess AJ's going to win Money in the Bank. And if Ginger goes over Sunday, he could potentially retain at Money in the Bank. And then Battleground, he would... I don't know. That's It's very tough. It's very tough to It's It's very hard to say. Um, I don't know. What do you think the SmackDown uh, WWE title match, the, the big match for SmackDown is going to be on SummerSlam? Is it is it Orton even going to be in it, or you know is Cena going to be back by then? I'm I don't think so. I don't know. Um, this is this is tough because it's really it's tough to kind of future pick this because yeah. of how crazy things have been of late. Yeah, you don't know. Jinder Mahal really like screwed up everything. Not in a necessarily a bad way. It's just like I will say, Jinder Mahal has done something that we've wanted for a long time. There's a level of unpredictability. We really don't know. Yeah, it's like like with Raw, you can kind of see where the train is going. But SmackDown, it's like, well, there's a lot of variables and none sticks out more than another. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Sorry, but I think Jinder will go over on Sunday. I, I, I can see him doing it. I think if they don't, it's going to be hard for them to make people believe that it could happen again mm-hmm. you know, in a month or two months or whenever. All right, well, we will see what happens. Uh, that is going to be it for us. Anything else you wanted to hit on? Oh, uh, Adam Cole had his farewell from Ring of Honor this week. So, uh, naturally, yeah. he has said he wants to come to NXT. Uh, do we assume that happens within the next couple of months? Tough one. I could see him easily showing up in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Although, I could, although I could really... Ring of Honor and New Japan do have a working agreement, so he wouldn't necessarily have to leave Ring of Honor to go do New Japan. That's true. I think actually the most likely thing, because I, I mean, for, from my perspective, is it's all a ruse. I think he'll be back in Ring of Honor uh, as a babyface and against the Bullet Club. Um, and then maybe... In a couple months, he'll be gone, kind of like the summer of punk thing. Um, so I think he'll, he'll, I think he'll remain in Ring of Honor for a little bit. Uh, but if not, if he goes to NXT, I don't know if he's still going to be Adam Cole, baby, and all that. Um, <laughs> so it's hard to say. And then you know, and then we have another ex Bullet Club member, albeit ostracized, in the WWE picture. So. Interesting, interesting to say the least. But I, I think it's only a matter of time before he, 
he uh, he is in WWE and competing in NXT. Um, the only uh, three-time Ring of Honor champion in the history of their promotion. Um, Which is impressive. It is incredibly impressive. So uh, it's, it's we. He's won it three times. It's more impressive that they are as conservative as they are with their championship. And uh, let me tell you something. It makes it better. It makes it more prestigious. And uh, it makes it mean a lot more, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I I agree completely. ROH does a wonderful job with their champion uh, championship. They don't normally hot potato the title, which is part of the reason that there's only one guy who's ever held it three times. Um and yeah, and then um, everyone thought ever ever since Daniels has won the the world title, everyone's thought that he's gonna lose it every time, especially in this multi man match with Cody Rhodes and Jay Lethal and everyone. So, but he still didn't, <laughs> you know. He's still champ. So yeah, he he's hung on, and um, I don't think it's a bad thing. Christopher Daniels is a wonderful wrestler who has put a lot of years into the industry and has certainly um, certainly been an incredible uh, talent to watch over the years and very deserving of the run that he's on absolutely and uh, i think it'll be his only run obviously yeah and so you know let him let him have his day as as they would say uh but i really like everything that's going on i'm trying to think if there's any other major news stories around the world of wrestling right now i think um i mean i'm sure there are but i'm trying to think if there's anything sticking out i think we covered pretty much everything i mean we're in a weird uh the, the beginning of the summer is you know the end of the spring the beginning of summer is generally a dull time for wrestling um and then it kind of picks up as the summer goes on drops off again and then picks up as the winter comes in and, and stays hot until the spring so generally historically it's a rebuilding time in wrestling and i think we're kind of seeing that all over right now um, in, in many companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, ICW um, canceled their TV tapings. Did we talk about this last week? I can't remember. Uh, not that I'm aware. No, we only talked about The Undertaker last week. Oh, that's right. Um, so ICW, I believe is the name of the promotion. I could be wrong. There's very many. Uh, but they had a pretty sweet TV deal lined up in England. Jim Ross was doing commentary for them. They shot the pilot. Uh, apparently it was somewhat of a success. And uh, they got greenlit for a season. Uh, that was supposed to start filming pretty soon, but they pushed the date back. They, they don't have a new date announced. Uh, they say it's still going to happen. Who knows? Um, but greatly hurt greatly hurt by the wwe uk programming on the network uh some would say the wwe did that purposefully um if it's if it is icw that you're referring to icw is actually working with wwe for the uk talent so okay then it's probably not icw i'm trying to remember the name I, i think i know what you're talking about um Oh, you know what? Because it was on, like, Channel 4 or something over there. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called, but I think I know what well, you're talking good, about. It's good, we, it's good we never claimed that we would be accurate completely. 
So, if you know the name of this promotion, email us. Has anyone emailed us yet? Uh, nope. Come on, just just email. Just if you've made it to this point in the episode, just email us to say hi. <laughs> Uh, could it be the uh, world of sport that you're referring to? No. Because uh, no, world the... of sport was an older program. No, it it was coming back in March. Um, I don't. I I I legitimately don't believe it was that. I believe it had a three letter name, and I feel like it was close to ICW, but I could be wrong. I have no idea. Um, if you know it, let us know, but we have to, uh, wrap things up so I can get this posted. Uh, yeah. So what is that email address? If they want to email us anything, certainly anything. you can email us at over the barricade podcast at gmail.com. Uh, the normal social media places, facebook.com slash barricade show at barricade show on Twitter, uh, soundcloud.com slash barricade show search for the show on, uh, iTunes and Google Play, just search Over the Barricade Podcast to find that and uh, download, subscribe, leave five-star reviews, leave us comments, send us emails, send us messages, uh, find Lee Brando on, uh, on, let me see if I can remember all this, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, at Lee Brando underscore. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you can find me on Facebook. Did you already say that? I was getting there. I just wanted to make sure okay. I got all three of the the those three. Uh, Facebook, search Lee Brando. He's the one that looks like a wrestler. Yes. I was actually at a concert last night, and the guitarist for Say Anything had a bumper sticker on his guitar that said, Social media is antisocial. Um, so I don't know what that has to do with anything here, but follow me on social media. I have... No idea. <laughs> um, either way, uh, that's it for us this week. We will see you next week. We'll cover some backlash and um, figure out exactly where we are after uh, after the ne- this next pay-per-view. While I think that puts us, let's see here, uh, that will put us two weeks away from the following pay-per-view. So isn't it nice to be back on this schedule? Um Every two weeks. Every two weeks. All right. Well, um, we'll see you next week. Hey, gender, gender, and stay safe over the barricade.